Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru or the walk-up windows at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or Brupolo over there in Tupelo. And if you're not in one of those two great cities, well, they just make it easy for you at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Whatever kind of coffee contraption you've got on the counter, they've got a, uh, a, a situation for you there, including the great new K-Cups. So if you're a Keurig owner, and you want to keep that convenience, they've got you covered with Strange Brew K-Cups now. They are flying off the shelves. So make sure you order some today. Wherever you are, you can start your day the right way with a cup of Strange Brew coffee. Our good friends at College Corner will remind you, new year, new gear. Not It's not the time. 2022 is not the time to be holding on to that 8-, 9-, 10-year-old shirt. It's time to get some new gear, some new stuff, and a new look for you. And then you can do that with our good friends at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. It's Taco Tuesday at at Humble Taco, but it's kind of always Taco Tuesday at Humble Taco because they have the best tacos in all of Stark Vegas. When you're looking for something new, when you you want Mexican, but you don't want to do the same old, same old Humble Taco, that's the place to head over to. Great weather means sitting out on the patio. You know, this spring, that's going to be the place to be. Have a handcrafted margarita, have some chips and salsa, and have some great Mexican food like you've never had before, only at Humble Taco. They make it so simple for you at Firehouse Subs. They just say this, download the app. Download the Firehouse Subs app, and you can be eating lunch in such little time. And we know lunch is a time where nobody's got time. That's a time where you're trying to get in and out and get your sandwich and go. Nothing easier than walking in, saying my name is, and walking out. I wouldn't say my name is. I would I would actually say the name. My name is what? What? My name is Brian. You got a meatball sub. Yes, that's me. So download the free app. And of course, like I've always said, you're piling up reward points when you use the Firehouse Subs app. Locations in Starkville, Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, Madison, and Flowood. Robbie Falk. Hello. So our first Tuesday basketball game of the year, I believe. Tonight. Super Tuesday. <laughs> Remember when that was a thing? That was awesome back in the day. Uh, I think State played Kentucky on a Super Tuesday. And in Arkansas. In 2004. Um, oh, that was a bet. That was not a good one. I was thinking was 96. Of, That's how old I am. Yeah. Uh, but that was that was a heartbreaker that night. Um, that was whenever the, uh, the, the tip and the lay-in happened. Yeah. yeah. Hey. If Lawrence Roberts could have just got his big paws on it and pulled that ball down. Just knocked it away. I mean, but, alas, Jeez. well, that's what, that's when I, that's when I believed that God was a Kentucky fan. I don't think it's God. I think it's the other guy. Oh, Satan. Yeah. I think, I think he, he, you know, 
I don't think God gets involved as much in sporting events, but Satan has been known to put his, uh, his paws, his hooves in there from time to time. And of course we say all that to, you know, Mississippi state, Kentucky tonight, you know, the Kentucky series is obviously one where you remember the wins because you know, they're, they're, they're so few and far between. And some of MSU's greatest wins have come over the, uh, <clears throat> the Kentucky Wildcats. This is a good Kentucky team. You know, you think about last season, Robbie, that was not a good Kentucky team. Uh, you know, they, they, they were able to win here in Starkville, but State beat them in the SEC tournament. Um, a game in Starkville that State had every opportunity to win, that John Calipari was thrown out of, and yet they, they gave, sort of gave the game away in the closing moments and what would end up becoming sort of a, a recurring theme for that Mississippi State team. This team has got to have a little momentum coming off the win against Ole Miss, but they're probably going to be missing one of their top players. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, but Tolu Smith, you know, basically, you know, they say week to week, but, you know, you have to break it down further than that. It's going to be game to game. I cannot imagine a scenario where he plays tonight. Is there any opportunity for that in, in your opinion? No, I'm expecting two weeks yeah. for Tolu, which is significantly better than what it seemed post-game the other night against Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Ben Hallen was so somber and kind of depressed after the game. It felt like this was a season-ending injury. And he said – I was listening um, on the road. I was listening to the radio post-game with uh, Neil Price. And um, he said there that it was a uh, patella – he thought it might have been a patella dislocation. Mm-hmm. I think someone said a suplexion. Is that right? Suplexion? Su- sublex. Sublex, sublex, sublexation. Okay, a super- I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. The only the only um, suplexes I know are like the German belly to the back suple. Yeah, I, well, as Gordon Soley would say, yes. Yeah, I, no one told me there would be any math. So. No, um, but anyway, Hallen was really down after the ball game, and I, I think he took a lot of ownership for himself, and a lot of that was on him for leaving it, leaving him in the ball game. But you can't predict that there would be an injury of, of that magnitude but it, it just feels like um after we've after we've heard from ben Hallen and uh kind of researching this whole injury and all it feels like this is going to be kind of a minuscule injury something that doesn't linger for a long time as long as as you know the rehab goes pretty well over the next couple of weeks i, I really feel like he's going to be back in there impacting things. And hopefully from there on, he can be 100% healthy and can play the rest of the season because it's just one stoppage after another for him. And it's it's really kind of disappointing to see that happen for him. But, you know, maybe this will be just, a, you know, a week or two and he can get back out there. But I, I certainly don't expect him to play this week. No, I wouldn't either. And that's a shame because it would present us as one of the better matchups we would have when you look at Kentucky, I mean, one of the top post guys, not only in the conference, but in the country, in Oscar, please help me out here, Tisha Wiebe, averaging 16 points and 15 rebounds a game. I mean, this guy, I think he had a 30-rebound game earlier this season. Just have been an absolute monster uh, for the Wildcats. This is a good Wildcat team. They're averaging 82 points a game. They're only giving up 64 points per game. They have five, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah five players averaging double figures on the season. Uh, Ty Ty Washington averaging 14 a game, Kellen Grady at 12, and then uh, Severe Wheeler at 11, and Keon Brooks at 10, out-rebounding their opponents by about 14 rebounds a game, um, forcing a, a lot more turnovers than, they, than they're than they giving up. I mean, this is just a really – this looks like a pretty typical 
Uh, okay, when I say pretty typical, I want I to be clear clear on this, right? <sighs> the the Kentucky has definitely taken a step back as a program since Duke decided to get into the one and done game. Yeah, and there's a there was a time where the top one and dones in this conf- in the country went to Kentucky. Now they go to Duke, and these are sort of the next tier of guys. Good players, but they're not the sure. You know, there was a time where Zion Williamson and Cam Reddish and, and R.J. Barrett would have just gone to Kentucky. Now they go to Duke, and, and, and to some lesser extent to Memphis. Um, but this is a really good Kentucky basketball team, and they look like they look like a better team. They look like they, they play with, you know, when you watch them play, it's not just a bunch of NBA guys who are just out-talenting everybody. They seem to play pretty well within their system. I've, uh, Calipari, to my knowledge, you know, Calipari is obviously a coach who's never really satisfied with things. But when I've heard him talk about his team this year, he seems pretty pretty pleased with the way they play most most nights. Uh, they are coming off of a, of a loss this past weekend to Auburn. That was a good game down there uh, on the Plains that saw Auburn win. And now they're the number one team in the nation, the Auburn Tigers. How crazy is that? But this is a very good Kentucky team, and obviously playing them at Rupp, that's just another dimension to it. Yeah, and um, by the way, it's, I think it's Oscar Sheboy. Sure, I think I think is the correct way. But to oh, your right. point, to your point, I mean, when you recruit like this, when you recruit one and done players, and you're constantly turning the roster over, there's going to be a a couple of years here and there where you don't have a very good season. You know, they they had a season a few years ago where they went to the NIT. And they actually had to go on the road in the NIT, and they lost that ball game. Um, and then they had the year last season. There's going to be some years where where things just don't come together. When you have constant turnover, when you're constantly playing true freshmen in the SEC and in Power Five conferences, you're going to have some turnover. Duke didn't have a good season at all last year, so yeah. um, I mean that, that those are going to come. But then you're going to have some really high years, and I think right. Kentucky is having not, not one of those dominant years like they've had in the past. You know, this doesn't look like a team that had, you know, DeMarcus Cousins and, right. there's, and those guys on the team. There's no Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. There's no Carl Anthony Towns on this team. No, but these are really good players. These are five-star players, high four-star players, and probably one of, if not the most talented teams in the conference. So, it's a you're you're right. This is a typical Kentucky team in the sense that everybody out there is really talented, and um, Oscar Sheboy is one of the best big men in the country. He's a, a freak show. He can he can corral twenty plus rebounds in a game. Yeah. Um. And, and this day and age, doing that that's it's tough to do when you have so many guys that can rebound. So I this out. is going. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that this is going to be a tough matchup for Mississippi State. It's already tough being in Rupp Arena, a place that State has not had a ton of success. But State hasn't had a ton of success against Kentucky at all in the in the last decade and a half. Right. Um, so it, it's it's going to be difficult for MSU. But you know, but this roster has players that are capable of going off on any given night and having a big night. This isn't. This isn't a Mississippi State roster that is devoid of talent. They got depth. They got talent. Anything can happen. I mean, if, if you if you got three or four guys that come out tomorrow night behind Iverson Molinar and have a big night, 
anything can happen. And, you know, who knows what happens with, with Kentucky's roster. They have a couple of guys that are that are injured and questionable for this game. So it, it's really kind of um, – I, I, would, I would definitely give Kentucky the, the heavy edge in this game, but there's still some unknowns going in. That, that makes you curious whether or not State can stay in this game. I reached out to our friend Chris Bolton, formerly of WCBI, now covers the Wildcats for uh, ABC 36 up there. It is Shwebway. You you were correct. So good job. Thank you, Chris. Good to talk to our. Thank our, you for our, the confirmation. Our buddy Chris. Um, in case you're wondering, by the way, Mississippi State fans, and I know you might be, Dante Allen still on this Kentucky roster. You may remember him from absolutely torching Mississippi State a season ago. He was the Matthew Morell of Kentucky, the guy who just randomly comes off the bench to score. He had 46 points in the two games against Mississippi State last year, despite, I think if I read this correctly, only had 72 points the rest of the season. Uh, he is that, that is my favorite rat, I think, that I've ever seen. So last year, I, I, looked, at, I looked at this the other day. I'm pulling it back up just to, just to be completely accurate here. Last year, he scored 23 points against Mississippi State twice. Yeah. The rest of the season, he scored double, double digits two times. Yeah. He scored 12 points against Alabama. He scored 14 against Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. He, he was 31 for 78 from three-point range last year. Mm-hmm. And two games against Mississippi State, he hit seven for 11 and six of 13. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, on the season this year, Dante I mean, he Allen, wasn't even he wasn't even shooting three pointers in any other game. On the season this year, he's averaging two point eight points per game. He's six of thirty two from behind the arc. So I fully expect oh. him to go off for twenty seven points uh, tonight uh, in Rupp Arena. That guy, yeah, you're right. One of the all time rats uh, in the history of uh, of Mississippi State sports. He had more games where he scored zero points than he scored double digits. Yeah, absolutely. So, for you, what, what does State have to do in this game to, to pull off an upset? To me, obviously, whenever I think about games on the road, it's, it's all about getting off to a quick start and getting the crowd at least, you know, on the edge of their seat a little bit, getting them a little bit nervous, getting off to a quick run to start the game. What, 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 are the, what does State have to do in this game for you to walk out with a chance to win? I, I think they're going to have to knock down some three-pointers I think they're going to have to take care of the basketball, and they've got to defend really well in this ball game. You're going to have to hold Kentucky to a low percentage. You're going to have to rebound the basketball on that end. You need to eliminate offensive boards as, as often as possible. So, I mean, it, this has got to be a really, really clean game for Mississippi State, and they've got to have Kentucky play bad in spurts. Um, and it's, it's going to be tough because State has – times where they go in a drought offensively. They have times where they don't defend well. I mean, they'll, they won't defend well for a whole half. They didn't defend well against Ole Miss in that, in that first half. This is a, a Kentucky team that's extremely athletic. You're going to have to be tied to them at the hip. There can't be these you know backdoor cuts where you're chasing the play, late arriving on a three-point shot. State's got to do a good job there, and they've got to limit um, – so some of these uh, guys for Kentucky to stay in this game. Uh, I, I think really this thing at halftime needs to be within five points. Mississippi State needs to be in the fight for the first half. There's been so many times where we've watched State and Kentucky. Kentucky will go on like a 14 nothing spurt, a 16-2 to run or something. 
and the game's over. You've you've got to limit those runs. You can't allow Kentucky to put to push a game out to get the crowd involved and to really kind of get a snowball working downhill. You've got to be able to sustain runs yourself and keep them from going on runs. And if you do that, you got a shot. I mean, on the road, it's always key to just stay in the ball game. If you if you're in the ball game with five minutes left, if you're down by you know six, five or six points, you're you're where you need to be. And, and that's where Mississippi State needs to be. They need to be, you know, within five or six points in the last six minutes uh, to have a chance. I think that's that's key for them. You have to stay in the fight the whole game and just remain in striking distance and see what happens. For me, for Mississippi State, knowing that Tolu Smith is not going to be playing in this game, I, I imagine they go Cam Matthews uh, to sort of fill that void, who has who's a who's – a, Guy who has to play big, he, you know, he's not that he's short or anything. He's six 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 seven, but he's going to have to play bigger than that against this Kentucky front line because they will be dominant if not. Garrison Brooks is going to have to have his maybe his best game as a bulldog. He really needs to come out and sort of match the production he had on Saturday, where he had eighteen points, uh, and it's going to have to be a little bit more of a factor on the boards. I think he only had four rebounds on Saturday. He's got to be a bigger factor there. Molinar, you know, I feel like you can, you know, I, he had a bad game against Florida, but, you know, one bad game is one bad game. Uh, I, I don't think that it's, it's a trend or anything like that. So I, I think Molinar will give you his points tonight. It's going to be on who else shows up with him. You talked about that last week, that, you know, somebody else has to compliment him. I think it's got to be Brooks tonight because State needs some things to be happening through the paint and through the low post, and that's where Garrison Brooks is going to have to be tonight with Tolu Smith not down there. Agree, and that's that's the key. You got to have other pieces. Iverson Molinar is not going to carry you to a win against Kentucky. Not going to happen. You can't expect to go into an environment like Rupp Arena against a top fifteen team and beat that team with one dude. That's that that's impossible. Yeah. So you got to have everybody else kind of raise their level of play. You know. Anderson Garcia coming off the bench and giving you some good minutes. Can Rocket Watts give you some big plays? Shaquille Moore. I, I really feel like Iverson Molinar is going to have a good game. It would just it would be disappointing if he if he kind of fell flat. But it's what's everybody else doing? I, I agree. Garrison Brooks needs to be big. Javion Davis needs to be big. He's had some good moments this year when Tolu Smith is going out. I need him to step up and, and come up big in this ball game. We'll see what happens tonight. This would be a obviously a monumental opportunity for Mississippi State if they could somehow find a way to, to get the upset win. This would be a, a season-defining kind of win. They have an opportunity for really two of those this week when they're playing uh, Texas Tech a little later this week on Saturday in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. But we'll see what happens uh, on uh, when, we, when we recap this uh, tomorrow, I guess, or, or maybe uh, on Thursday when, you know, because we'll have the rumblings tomorrow. Let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Beef is what's for dinner. Every time you put beef in the shopping cart, you're hooking your family up with a great meal that's got plenty of vitamins and minerals. But not only that, you're hooking them up with a delicious, delicious meal. And, of course, you're taking care of about 15,000 Mississippians who are beef producers who do nearly a half billion dollars a year of worth of business here in our state in the agriculture business. So you're not just helping yourself. Not just helping your family, you're helping out your state when you buy beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our good friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. 
Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the best place to find smoked southern soul food. When you want to have a good time in Starkville, Two Brothers is always going to be the place to go. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. When people call me and they text me, Brian, they tweet at me, Brian, I'm coming to Starkville. Where should I head? Two Brothers is always at the top of my list, and I know it's at the top of your list as well. So next time you're here, grab some smoked southern soul food in the heart of the Cotton District at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. They can't make it any easier for you than they do at Advantage Business Systems. And that's how it goes. There's nothing easier than great products and great service. We're talking about an incredible selection of products, like everything a business needs, copiers, printers, uh, information systems, mailing systems, computers, software. They've got it all, Advantage Business Systems. And then when the sale is made, we're not talking about some overseas call center. We're not talking about a 1-800 number where you're on hold for five, six hours. We're talking about same-day service, local operators, and local service. They can't get any easier, and it can't get any better than that for your business. Make it easy for yourself. Make one phone call and put Advantage Business Systems to work for you. That number is 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. We forgot somebody yesterday, so we get to play the song again. All right, MSU back in the transfer portal last weekend. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but Stephen Lasoya, 6'4", 300-pound offensive lineman out of Middle Tennessee State, uh, is headed to Starkville. A versatile guy. Looks like he can play a couple of positions. So if State wants to try him out there at right tackle, he can give that a go. They want to bring him on the inside and let Cam Jones run out there to right tackle. That could be a possibility as well. Maybe not the first target, but State had to have an offensive lineman in this in this portal class, and they got their, they got a guy who looks like, if nothing else, he has been a serviceable starter and can continue to at least hold down that role for Mississippi State. No doubt. that That is – pretty much the primary concern that they've had going into the, the offseason. And they've had a, f- a few spots they need to fill, especially in the secondary. Needed to get maybe a wide receiver or two, and they got those. But the tackle spot was what everybody was talking about. You're losing two tackles. And I know, you know, Scott Lasher didn't have a great season, but that's still a starter that you have to replace. And there isn't a ton of guys that you feel really good about out there. You got Percy Lewis. So that was a good plus for them, but you still had to go find that dude in the uh, in the portal. And Mason Brooks was a guy that everybody wanted, but it turns out they get a guy that played in the same conference that was pretty good uh, at his school too, and that has actually more eligibility than Mason Brooks. So I think it works out for Mississippi State. I, I don't know if this guy's an All SEC guy, but I think he's a guy that can come in and be serviceable enough. I think he can very easily block in this scheme. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You don't ever know until they actually get here. But I feel like you're, you've got two good starting pieces here with Percy Lewis and um, – how do you say his name? LaSoya. Stephen LaSoya. There you go. Yeah. And, and you, like I said, with Cam Jones, Cole Smith, LaQuinston Sharp, you know you've got some good guys there in the middle. And so you can, you've got the ability to figure things out. Maybe I'm just a crazy person. Maybe I just am. But you I are. really think – well, there might be. You know what? I won't deny it, but I think Albert Reese has a chance to to go in there and get a a, a job this this spring. I just feel like you know the frame is right. 
he showed you a, a little bit in practice last year. I, I won't be totally surprised if he's pushing this right tackle job when we come out of the spring. I, I really do think that. So State has got some, some, some guys in there. We said it. We've been saying it once. We'll say it again. There's no replacing Charles Cross in terms of production, right? Somebody can replace Makai Polk. Somebody could come out to this year and easily have 100 catches, and nobody's going to be surprised by that. But whoever plays left tackle is not going to be as effective at his job as, as Charles Cross was. He's just not. But, but you can be good enough. And good enough is what you, 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 you're going to have to get from Percy Lewis or, or, or from whoever. It's just going to have to be that way. I feel like they can get there, though. I, I definitely agree with you that, that they have enough guys and enough pieces to move around that they can put out a good offensive line that's good enough to protect Will Rogers and allow him to throw the football to this plethora of skill position talent that he's got around him now. Yeah, and that's that's the bottom line that you have to just have some guys that can can just keep him upright most of the time. You don't have to have a first-round draft pick right. at left tackle, but just don't be a turnstile there and, and have Will on his back every two plays. I mean, I, I think they have some good – I think they have some good guys too below the guys we're talking about, the guys that are on the bench right now, but – we just don't know anything about them. You know, Albert Reese, I felt like was was um, a guy that they felt really good about because he was dressing out every week. So he must be doing something in practice yeah. that is really impressing the coaches. And he comes in in the, in the bowl game and played guard, which was kind of surprising to me. But, um, you know, I, he, he really looks body-wise like a future NFL guy. And, you know, if – if you can get him to be really competitive at the very least and you have some competition at the right tackle spot or even the left tackle spot for whoever, that's that's where you're in a sweet spot there where you're not relying on one guy and you have multiple players pushing at multiple positions. And I think Mississippi State will be in really good shape when that happens. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Mason Miller is going to build a pretty good offensive line group at Mississippi State. It's starting to feel that way. His his class couple of classes he's had some really good players in there. I really like this class, and I, I think that there's some guys coming through now that I feel like are really going to have some. They're going to have some good depth, and they're going to have some really good production too. The thing to also remember is, and we, we we've talked about this before. You know, in terms of of what what do you get from a Mike Leach offense? Well, the quarterback's going to throw for four thousand yards, and, and the receivers are going to catch. But other than Charles Cross, I think he's only had one first-round offensive lineman ever as a coach, ever. I think he's had two. Two others? Yes. So we're talking about this is over yeah. three, over 20 years of coaching. So this offense has worked. It has clicked without having incredible NFL talent across the, the, the well, offense. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know how many Leach has had now that you <laughs> mentioned that. I know Mason Miller's had two more. Okay. He had a guy at Washington State, and he had a guy at Nevada, I think. Okay, so what my point is this. This offense is designed, and has been, and we've been talking about this since day one, that to allow you to be productive without having elite talent at every position. Yeah. State got very lucky to have an elite talent last year at the left tackle position, but I, I don't think that the, the, the loss of Charles Cross is going to turn this into the worst offense in the SEC. Just don't no, what – what what I what I do think Charles Cross does and other players too in this offense 
when you start producing players in the NFL consistently as high draft picks, mm-hmm. you have a much wider base now to recruit and much more talented base to recruit Agreed. from. Agreed. I think that you're going to start bringing in more Charles Cross yeah. players and more, Agreed. you know, Makai Polk, I don't know if he gets drafted, but the key for Mississippi State in this offense is to start producing NFL talent yeah. at wide receiver. I, I think they need – it's time for them to get a receiver in the league and to start to branch out a little more. They're getting four-star wide receivers, which is something they very rarely get. Mm-hmm. But it's now time to start getting some some big-time wide and, receivers, some guys that can thing, go pro. And it's not even about what they do in the pros. just about getting drafted. I mean, yeah. Dante Moncrief was a decent pro. Laquan Treadwell did nothing. But they got the, the reputation of this is a place where you can go and, and, and go to the pros. That's what state needs. They just need a couple guys to get drafted. If they're great pros, that's just even that's just an extra bonus. But you know, just getting drafted is, is enough. State needs and Mackay Paul probably not going to be that guy. And then next year, I don't know. But when Jaden Wally finally goes to the NFL, he needs to be drafted relatively high. Hopefully that he, he will produce enough to allow for that and then sort of go from there. But we, you're right in that they're getting four star guys. It's now it's time to start getting. Because you know you're getting the production, right? You know if you sign with Mississippi State, if you play, you're going to see 50, 60, 70 catches. It's time to start getting those high four-star and low five-star guys to be attracted to Mississippi State. I mean, State should be able to go into any wide receiver's living room and say, we will offer you an opportunity that nobody else can. Nobody else will offer you the opportunity to catch more passes than we will. If you get open, you will catch the ball at Mississippi State more than anywhere else in the country. And you will go to the NFL. But that's the next key to it is, and you'll go to the NFL. So we'll see. You, you uh, know, Mississippi State. I don't. I don't think <coughs> cross cross tra- check me here. Uh-huh. I don't think they've had a wide receiver drafted since Eric Molds. Justin Jenkins was drafted, I believe. Was he drafted? I thought he was. I thought he was a free agent. Let me. You see. might be right though. I know he played. He played some for the Eagles. Let's see here. But, now you're right. Undrafted free agent. I think almost positive that Eric Molge was the last wide receiver taken for Mississippi State in the draft. And that's, I mean, that's 1996. Wild. That is wild to think about. I mean, you're coming up on 20 years. So let's see here. I got the list here of MSU players that have been drafted. There's a tight end, Eric Molge, 1996. I mean, you're that's talking not 20, about. That's a, you're, you're almost 30 years. Yeah. We're, you know, and I, I recall there was one time on, on, on your message board where we were, basically this debate was happening. And somebody's like, oh, I'd never heard of Eric Moulds. And I'm like, the kids who are playing now weren't born when he was drafted. They don't remember. They don't Those remember kids Eric don't know Moulds. Eric Moulds. They, don't they, know they Eric. never watched him play. Yeah, so no, it doesn't matter that Eric Moulds happened. State needs some new guys, you know. That's, that, that, that. Dak has sort of allowed that for the quarterback position. State's always going to get good running backs just because this state produces good running backs. They don't have to put them in the pros or not. But receiver, yes, they need some guys to go to the NFL and make a splash. And, I mean, you even got – now you even have offensive linemen in there that are doing big things. Yeah. So, I mean, it's – that's pretty much – you got cornerbacks, you got linebackers, you got safeties, you got, uh, you know, wide – you don't have any wide receivers. You got quarterbacks, running yeah. back. Wide receiver you got a punter. the only – you have a punter, you had a long snapper, for yeah. God's sakes. But no receivers. Yep. You got to fix that. 
All right, one more thing before we get out of here. Miss another college baseball poll out today. State third in the college uh, baseball America poll. Our friend Teddy Cahill, who I think I might reach out to this week, get a chance to talk to him if if we can. Um, Texas number one. Shout out to Tyler Horka. Vanderbilt number two, and then uh, MSU number three. Just like the other polls, though, six of the top ten uh, from the SEC and eight of the top twenty uh, from the SEC, of which I believe. State plays them all except Vanderbilt. Wow. It's crazy, man. I and I get, you know, I, I get that we, we know that Vanderbilt's gonna have some really good players, mm-hmm. but I really feel like we're discounting the fact that they just lost generational starting rotation. They did, but man, they've I mean, they've had so many great pitchers come through there. I mean, David Price and Tyler Beatty and Walker Bueller. And all these guys. I agree, but I mean, last year, I, I mean, I get one, it. One-two punch. I get it. Well, that that might have been the best college rotation. <clears throat> it's up there of the of the century. I mean, I can't remember another one that had two guys that were potential, you know, one and two picks in the draft. You know, if if Rocker doesn't have the injury or whatever, they they the only one the I can flag. think of is. Uh, and I mean, it wasn't a, a a great team, but UCLA had Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole at the same time. But yeah. yes, you're right. I mean, they they were but, both top ten picks. Yeah, Rocker and uh, and and Leiter. Rocker obviously had the arm issue. And I, what is he doing? Do we know he's not? I, playing I don't know. I think he, I think might he might be independent for this year. Okay. I, I'm not 100 percent certain. Just trying to get back in the game. But regardless of all that, I mean, yet yeah, Vandy lost production, but. It's it's sort of and this is the point I made on sports talk, state, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Ole Miss to a degree. These are programs that are like Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and football. They're just really good. They they yeah they're just they they recruit at such a high level that even when they lose players, they're replacing them with elite players. Yeah, so I just. I, I, you know, I've seen a lot of people talk about, well, there's some, you know, there's a lot of unknowns for Mississippi State. Well, yeah, there's a lot of unknowns for, for every team in that top five. I mean, Texas probably has the most returning production, if I had to guess. LSU was awful on the mound last year. Why We shouldn't anoint them right now. Yeah, but they, they, they basically brought over all of Arizona's best players. Yeah, but we still don't know about their their pitching. I, right. I'm very skeptical of their pitching. They, they have Arkansas, a lot of matchers, though. Arkansas just lost its best pitcher, and last year rode the back of one guy. I Ole wondered Miss, about Arkansas. We have no we have no clue what Ole Miss is going to do on the mound. Yeah, I wondered about Arkansas. You know, they were second in the D1 poll, which came out last week. Then Peyton Paulette gets injured, and this week they're ninth in the uh, D1 poll. I'm sorry, the Baseball America poll. Yeah, that was a huge hit. Big I mean, hit. they're going to be really they're going to be really talented, but there are so many question marks on the mound for them. Right now, I think their favorite starter might be Connor Nolan. That's not. Good. I mean, we 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 put a lot on returning production offensively and defensively, but you got to have the pitching too. Yeah. I mean, Mississippi no State doesn't win the College World Series last year without Will Bednar doing what he did and Preston Johnson doing what he did. I mean, it's great to have the offense, but that's going to fade. That's that's going to fade at times. Your yeah. offense is going to go down sometimes. Well, if you got to be able to the pitch. pitching staff. Yeah, you got to be able to. If pitch. You don't have it. You're not going to win. No, you're right about that. You're right about that. So, 
Number three in Baseball America. Uh, that goes with number four in D1, and we'll see how the rest of the polls come in. I think they were, what, sixth in collegiate baseball, but that's just one dude. I, I never get behind the collegiate baseball poll. No, they were like ninth, I thought. Were they ninth? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's the rumblings tomorrow, so you know what to do. Send us your questions, and Robbie and I will answer them. Uh, we'll have all that, and then we'll recap uh, Mississippi State, Kentucky. Especially if State wins somehow, that'll be the lead, and we'll go into the rumblings uh, from there. But we might talk about it one way or the other. Uh, and then we'll figure some other good stuff out for you this week. Continue to watch recruiting, continue to watch basketball, and continue to watch football. Guys, have a great Tuesday. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.